0: I do this shit for gangs. So when I go against the grain. Get All right, Andy, bang. bringing us in. I'm going to show the a way. It down tell you NBA NBA. that I'm
1: stumped, though. Everybody you were locked bad. into RSVP with Jill Monroe, Monroe here on KBLA crazy. Talk 1580 well, in hour three. You know, and this is the after hours where we relax a little bit. We take down the velvet ropes and we get into some things. And Andy was setting us up. I'm going to need him to name check the artist because. My knowledge base is failing me at the moment.
0: I guess you're showing your age right there.
1: Ooh.
0: You know, it's all love, Joe. <laughs> this is probably more of a representation of my generation, but I'm not even too far off from you.
1: Let's hear it. Let's hear it. What is it? What is it? Okay. Yeah, he tried to. He, Trent is in here like, I can't believe she did sex. I had to
0: swallow my water
2: and I choked because I was like, wait a minute. Uh, listen. Wow. wow.
0: Shots fired and Andy? <laughs> it's all love. Trent, do okay. you have any uh, idea?
2: Um, let me tell you with that shot you just fired it threw any idea that I thought that I was getting (laughs) ready to name
0: cause I was like wait a minute I wait Mm." I know I know Uh, uh, individuals from Sacramento California street guy very impeccable with his words
1: um was he a minister society nah okay he's a blood from Sacramento (laughs) Sibo, i don't know mozzie okay
0: have you ever heard of mozzie never
1: i here's the thing i have once you said it and i thought of it but i can be honest and say there is no way i would have gotten that i cannot name a song (laughs) i can't give you a physical description definitely didn't know he was from california at all from cali and did not know that he was out there you know replacing c's with b's red flagging it <laughs> you know did Yo, not know any of that
0: all i'm gonna say is like for real check him out
1: okay like
0: lyrically dude is nice i mean he's a street guy but articulate i mean dude got bars dude got bar Mozzie m-o-z-z-y check him out
1: okay I, I will get into it is he like shoreline mafia or anything no i'm just playing you know I, what? Like uh, you know, I like shoreline like them. Uh-uh. i'm not playing with
0: none of y'all tonight
1: <laughs> that's a group
2: I'm not playing. I'm not playing. It's a group. Nope.
1: It's a group that you wouldn't expect me to know anything about, but it is definitely a group. With either one
2: of (laughs) you. And no, change the subject. Listen, hip hop
1: transcends. So, what I forgot to mention when we were talking about Diddy earlier is that he is receiving the prestigious Global Icon Award at the 2023 VMAs next Tuesday, September 12th. So. I think that that's an award that he deserves to get.
2: Yeah, it's it's it's. But
1: does anybody care about MTV, especially the VMAs? Like, do we still need a VMA award show in 2023, specifically because the title of the show is Video Music Awards, and videos just are not—they still get made, but they're not as relevant. As they once were do you I think this is interesting because we get visuals for a lot of things but I feel like the video is not as important to an artist's career as it once was like 20 years ago if you didn't have a high budget video you were nothing you know like very few of the acts that broke over a lot of them unless they had their certain charm to them you know Th- they looked to high value high production value and now i don't think that it is as important in the same way true or not definitely not
2: um it's and, oh rest in peace to videos i mean it was such a glorious time you know for videos and to to run home and, and wait for it or you know have a premiere in the middle of like the week at eight o'clock and everybody is around the tv to watch remember the time or whatever it was um so rest in peace to videos um no longer relevant. No one cares. Um, but the VMA banner is not ever going to die until MTV does. Because what else are they going to do?
1: I, I don't think anybody cares about MTV. And have you ever looked at an MTV no one does. two day part like rundown of all of the shows? It's like a bunch of ridiculous. Is it have, ridiculous? It, you, that's ridiculous, whatever right. Whatever uh-huh. it's called, wilding out, and like one other thing. Maybe now they're showing love and hip hop because. They bought those shows. I I wonder if VH1 feels played because they're not being sold anymore. But they gave their best shows in theory or their highest rated ones to MTV because they thought that they were going to sell them. You know, I don't know. What's up? Aren't all those shows kind
0: of like rotated? MTV, VH1, and BET. Like you'll see Wild and Out on all three networks. Well,
1: here's sometimes they share assets. Like they will license the show, much like in this, even though they're the same family, it's still separate. So they still get into licensing deals with the um, programming and the content and so forth. It's easier. To share across the networks, like if you notice, I don't know if they're gonna do this for the VMAs on Tuesday, but when the BET Awards airs in June, it's on MTV, VH1, BET. Um, what is the BT the BT Women's Network? BT Her. Yeah, BT Her. That's it. Um, you know, it's on Comedy Central. Sometimes it's across anything, and I keep saying Viacom. Apologies, it was Viacom when I worked there. It is now. Paramount as a global company, and um, you know, I just think that it's a little interesting. We'll see what happens with that. I don't know. The
0: VMAs might be affected by the this the SAG strike. It'll be just like the BET Awards, kind of sort of, right?
1: Right, because um,
0: did they name a host?
1: I don't know. I'm unsure. And then the thing is, it's it's about scripting. Are they allowed to script? Because it is not a scripted series, but the writing contracts might fall under that. It's not exactly unscripted in docuseries. So be interesting. We'll see what happens with that. When we come forward, I'll tell you about the NBA legend who had to drop weight. He said he couldn't even walk up the stairs. Before he let go of this extra weight, we'll talk about that. We'll get into a a love and hip-hop alum who said that she had 13 surgeries in one year. Mm. And that she developed low self-esteem because of pressures from the injury. I mean, injury. Industry. Let's slow down there. And we're going to get into later our favorite... To be reviews that we've had over the past couple of weeks. We're going to talk a little bit about that. All of that and more, you are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Hey. Keeping you informed,
2: entertained, and always ahead of the curve. Ahead of the curve. Hey. This is RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580,
1: You are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. So Before we came forward, I shared with you that there is an NBA, a former NBA star, that is, you know, dealing with the Battle of the Bulge. So much so that... You're funny. (laughs) What? (laughs) He is. That's what he said. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, maybe not those exact words, but it was implied. So... Shaq is making huge lifestyle changes. Shaquille O'Neal, baby. Shaq shared with Entertainment Tonight that he has shed 55 pounds. He said that he's down to 351 now. And that if he loses just six more pounds, he's going to weigh exactly the same weight that he weighed when he helped to lead the Lakers to their title in 2000. So, I mean, had got pretty big. You know what I mean? And that's a big man. So, that means he was well over 400 pounds. Mm. He said I was getting chubby and I couldn't even walk up the stairs. I didn't like the way I looked in the mirror. I was like, I'm going to lose 20. And then I was like trying to lose 20. And, you know, he kept adding it on. He said his goal his goal is to get down between 315 and 330 pounds, which would put him at like 25, maybe 20-year-old 20 Shaq weight, right? He said he got some blood work done. A friend of his said called him and said, you're fat, and she gave him a guy's name, and I guess he used the blood work and his blood type to figure out the best things to eat and his nutrition to lose weight. He said he didn't know what the difference was between a carb and a protein at 50 years old. So, you know, he said he just found out he said he needed to have more vegetables. He found out he was anemic, you know, so he started changing all of those things and the weight just dropped off. And so he said he started by he gave some advice. He said he started by walking 30 minutes a day because you know what I find interesting kind of slight left but related. A lot of athletes, when they go into retirement, i found in conversations I've had with them, and maybe this is just primarily an NBA player thing, but a lot of them tell me that they don't know how to work out. They don't know how to work out like regular people. So when they're retired and they do not have to play, a great number of them do not pick up a ball again. They are not hitting the court. And these are, for the most part, very large men. And so the weight just starts piling on and piling on. And I know it seems crazy that you think about a former athlete, a peak athlete, you know, that had to be at the epitome of their game. And now they don't understand how to figure out how to drop 10 pounds and make sure that they're stretched. I feel like that's a little laziness because, come on, you know what to do you had to do some see, cardio and, and see, it makes no matter sense. what you're doing but it does make sense that they might not you know what one of my friends said was like they told me i don't know how to work out like regular people do
2: that, um, that, that makes like, total yeah. sense because i mean you think about it you've got trainers you got you got team you're working out with the team you've got all the stuff going on like of course you, after that's gone you you don't want to not you don't want to do feel, anything because it's a part of your job number one you don't yes, have to yes but that's
1: the biggest part
2: yeah and then you don't have all the, the 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 upkeep with all the trainers and things so i get it like you you don't know unless somebody's telling you what to do
1: but i feel like you know that you could walk or you could jog you got a tv yeah. you got instagram i'm sure you're following some of those fitness influencers sure where you could pick up a tip or two i'm sure you got somebody you could call Andy,
0: you know, I love Shaq Diesel. Right. I appreciate everything that you brought to the city of Los Angeles. Never going to forget that. But I think this right here is why Kobe was so upset with yeah. Shaq. One hundred percent. Really? Like you're in your 50s now. You want to say that you didn't know the difference between a carb and what was the other one?
1: A carb and a, and a protein. A protein. Yeah. Come on,
0: Shaq. Come on, bro. P- please tell me you was joking with that statement. Please tell me.
1: I don't know. I mean, it was 100% why Kobe was so upset with him. And Shaq knows that now. He's acknowledged that if he had just taken care of his body that he could have extended his career he could have cut off that sad and pathetic tour at the end of his career that started when he got traded from Miami to Phoenix and just those years in Phoenix well Phoenix was a little bit okay that's when Phoenix's training staff was really really great but he still was lazy and not all the way buying in which is what got him shipped there to begin with but those Boston and and how they Heck, Are you gonna go to Boston as a Laker that has a statue out in front that you knew was gonna happen and those Cleveland years? <laughs> yuck Yuck sack. I yuck. will
0: I will defend him in the Phoenix year. I believe that was oh nine He was still an all-star. He was he shared the all-star MVP with Kobe He did and I believe that's when things kind of turned around between them, too It was Cleveland. No excuse. I'm with you Boston No excuse, but that's why he got injured and the end of his career was right then and there. Mm -hmm. But you saying, I'm just curious, a little bit off basis, how do you feel about Rondo?
1: About as far as what?
0: Just, you know, the whole Boston LA situation. You know, he won one in uh, Boston, then he came to LA and he won one. You know, like.
1: You know, listen, I appreciated Rondo when he was on the Lakers. I did not care for Rondo when he was with the Celtics and that rookie. But. Here's the thing. Rondo was a smart basketball player. He had a certain mentality. He has, what do they say? He has that dog in him. He really does. And I mean, I appreciated what he brought to the table. And, you know, yeah, shorty swing my way, but you can't swing back the other way. You can't. Once you wear the purple and gold, even though the Celtics are what they are, I'm not going, you know, I'm a fan, but I'm not delusional. I see it. However, there is nothing that compares to the purple and gold as far as elite status we are hollywood we set the tone we set the pace come on man all the rest of y'all just trying to keep up and i recognize basketball season doesn't start till october but just hold on to these thoughts you can bring them back up to me because i won't feel that way shout out to the lakers they signed christian wood that's going to be interesting situation. He got a little off-the-court drama, but that's something else. We'll get into that maybe later if it comes up and is relevant. also want to mention Shaq had a hip replacement surgery back in March. Um, you know, so I appreciate that he's taking his health seriously, especially at his size. We know that it can get out of hand quickly and, you know, it's something that he needs to be mindful of, and, and we need him around. He said he's about to get his game back, and all you old dudes that are at 24-hour fitness, LA fitness, lifetime fitness hoops, he's coming for you. So you might just run into shock on the court at your local gym. You never know, especially if you're in Atlanta. So listen. Hilarious. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, how far would you go for love?
2: Don't ask me no stuff like that. You know what? You you got to stop. I, you, you know I'm going go to the deepest part of the ocean.
1: Listen. So <laughs>
2: 50,000 feet below the sea level. Uh, That's how far I'm going.
1: I'm only asking because there was a woman who lived in Tennessee. Uh-oh. And she met a man. Did she, she drive in a space diaper? She drove 12 hours and 45 minutes by herself to Virginia to meet what she believed was the love of her life. From Texas? From um, 12 hours and 40. What did I say she was from? I lost it. I'll find it again where she was from. But um, she said she got there. She They started talking on a Friday. Saturday, she said he booked her a flight for the following Tuesday. But she couldn't wait. So she drove the 12 hours and 45 minutes by herself. And she hasn't left since.
2: And I was, that was my next question. Why, didn't you leave? Why did not you leave the first time?
1: She didn't leave. They hadn't met yet. Oh, okay. They had talked on the phone. They were set up by a relative. They talked on the phone. The next day, he had her ticket booked, but she didn't want to wait the two days to fly, so she got in her car and drove. She was ready. She was ready, and she um, <laughs> is the owner of a boutique. She left one of her workers in charge, and she hasn't been back home since. So, is that something that sounds appealing to you? Would you consider in these dates and I times, have I
2: have lo- lo- left it all and, and just left this, my station in charge of somebody for love.
1: Really? <laughs> yeah, you
2: were there. Stop playing with me, Jill.
1: I, I don't recall. You dropped everything and moved?
2: <laughs> yeah, temporarily.
1: For, I was about to say, for how long did that last? A
2: couple weeks. So, that's not love. It is love. We're, we're still in love. We're just having an impasse right now.
1: Okay. Um. But don't you think that dropping every like that sounds good in theory, but that's some romance novel stuff, yeah, but I real think, life doesn't work like that, right? I
2: think sometimes you know you know, you know and you and, know. and she and she knew I thought I knew too, but I was mistaken, and you know stuff happens.
1: did you quit a job for it, huh? would you quit a job for it like would you oh
2: see no that's that's playing too much. see, i see, I got my own stuff going on, so I'm not about to quit recording in the mix for Trent for love. That's oh. not happening,
1: all right, but you'd give up something. I you give you up drive. something. Yeah. You drive twelve hours. No, I'm for not love driving twelve hours
2: 'cause um I got a status on Delta, so I'm I'm hopping on
1: the plane. You hopping on the plane? Yeah. Okay. I'm driving nowhere. All right. Well listen, I personally I don't, I don't know. I don't have that in me at this point in time. I no, I'm not so.
2: driving nowhere. I'm not even driving to Vegas for the weekend. Uh uh-uh, uh. I'm <laughs> uh-uh, no, no 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 patience.
1: I today. need accommodations. I need to be comfortable. Yeah,
2: you just going to have to wait them 2 days to get on the plane and, and chill. She exactly. was she was ready though. But you know, if you ready like that and you feel it and you know it, see, she knew and she got in the car and she ain't left.
1: Why didn't he get in the car?
2: Cuz maybe look, he got maybe he got a house out there set up and you know and a every, job and, that and, and, he has to be yeah. responsible for. Cuz listen, cuz look, Virginia, let's just I live in on the East Coast, so we're talk we're in in Virginia, we talking about we talking about uh Arlington, we talking about right there, you know, off D.C., you know, off four ninety five. What we talking about? So well, let's just guesstimate. Virginia, he go, he worked for the government. He got money, like everything is in order. All she had to do was bring her, her clothes and her bag, and she good. And
1: life is good. And
2: th- there it is. All right.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, in some more athlete news. <laughs> so it told you about Saudi Arabia and their quest to become the live entertainment and sports capital of the world, right? And so they have been offering the bag to lure athletes, popular athletes, to come and play over there. So I think it was last month that Kylian Mbappe was offered a deal from a Middle Eastern company to come and play for them. I think the contract was $776 million To play for them, but he turned it down because, you know, Saudi Arabia and they, they, you have, it has to be a culture fit for some, you know, in order to make Mm -hmm. that move. So Mbappe didn't, but when he, Got that offer because he wasn't the only one. They made several offers. Uh, you know they've been spending money. Let let's just say that they are not shy about pulling out the coins right That's now. That
2: guap, seven hundred million dollars. That is just like that is beyond comprehension.
1: Right, more money, more problems. That that was a you know low deal, and they ended up actually signing um, Chris um Cristiano Ronaldo and um Neymar soccer guys and then as far as golf goes Phil Mickelson Dustin Johnson they left for the Saudi League right for big big money like ridiculous amounts of money so some fans are concerned because LeBron made a joke with the Forrest Gump gift saying they giving out bags like that sign me up and you know it was a runner right well LeBron was spotted in Saudi Arabia recently You know, a couple weeks after he made the comments, he was in the capital city of Saudi Arabia. The exact reason for his trip, they're unsure of, but he was seen hanging out in a gym and there was a banner that said, welcome to Arabia, ministry of sport. And he also was invited to watch a match between some Saudi prospects at the AZM Academy. So... Obviously he's still in his contract with the Lakers and he is expected to be around a little while longer. I wonder how his plans may change given the uncertainty at the moment, at least surrounding Bronny's health. And if that was legitimately part of his plan for life, but that's a side conversation. So he's over there checking it out. Now I don't think that this is something in the immediate future but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, maybe later on down the line, as it becomes more acceptable, you know, Braun took that one or two year bag and maybe headed over. Could you turn down almost a billion dollars for two years, even though it's a, you know.
2: So we're talking playing in 140 degree weather, um, ain't no bacon. Uh, gotta wear a hijab and garb all the time. Uh, we gotta talk about about how this is gonna work before I uh, sign up for that. You know, some you know the the money is nice. That can solve a lot of my problems. But uh, again, like you said, a cultural fit. Uh, nah, I'm 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 gonna set this one out for uh, eight hundred billion dollars.
1: You gonna set it out? Yeah, I, I watch. Okay. Okay. Well. Terry Terry in the chat says, I gave Shaq a bottle of Bragg's apple cider vinegar, and I told him to put a tablespoon or two bottle caps of vinegar. It's good for weight loss, blood pressure, the heart, and for exercise. I have heard that. You actually did that, Terry Terry, or is that your suggestion? Um, Mackie Samuels (laughs) asks, what's up, Mackie? Welcome back. He asks, do you believe Cashless stores would be safer against potential robberies, especially in high crime areas. We discussed that I mean obviously much safer because there's no cash to get a hold to. All that you could take would be product, and obviously no one wants to lose product, but there's a big difference between you know getting away with three five thousand dollars cash and you know a couple of bottles of alcohol and some apples. I don't know. When we come forward, we'll have more trending topics and headlines. You're locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580 News and Sports is up next. John Paul? Ever since Jay Z didn't let Beyonce perform "Naughty Boy" with him on stage, feel like she just I Feel like he popped up around, but too much. Shout out to Sean Paul. Shout out to you, Andy. I knew that one, obviously. Ah. um, Sean Paul actually has like one of my favorite video dance sequences. I think it would—I can't remember if it's a Hype Williams or a Little X video, but it's "Give Me the Light." Obviously, it was which. Little X. Little X? Okay, it was Little X, um, who obviously was a Hype Williams protege. But that video, the color on it, the dancers that he used, just, you know, reminds you of what videos were all about. With yes. Big budgets oh, and videos. coloring and, you know, excitement. Miss those days. I you know, just thinking about earlier when we were talking about where you were talking about how, you know, videos are done. Um, do you know what the first video played on MTV was?
2: Was it Video Kill the Radio Star?
1: Absolutely, by yeah. the Buggles. And now here we are with Streaming Killed yeah. the Video Star. Who knew? You know? Totally different thing. So curious to see what happens next as far as like pop stars and celebrity in general, because Don't you feel like you're looking at the strike and the length of the strike that's happening? We've obviously seen over the past 10 years the rise of influencers and so forth and sort of the everyday celebrity, I guess I would term it doesn't it feel like celebrity doesn't hold the same value as it once did? I say that as we're coming off of a weekend where all of the stars, I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, Jeff Bezos and his wife were all there to see Beyonce, but just there's those rare few, but doesn't it feel like celebrity is nowhere near what it used to be? And it doesn't hold the same value.
2: That's true because there's so many of them now. And we, have too much access to what everybody's doing to it's normal, and we don't really care anymore. It doesn't hold the same, um, you know, s- prestige and, and secret and allure that it once did.
1: I mean, I, I always, can you imagine in the 80s, Seeing Diana Ross without her wig or her weave when she just gets up in the morning having her coffee any day of the week that you wanted to. Or a picture of her that.
2: house or something like that. It would be like.
1: You, you would only see their house like in an ebony magazine spread. Or, or like Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Yeah. Like that was my show.
2: Yeah. And E.T. and, and Mary Hart and stuff like that. Yep. You know. So that's all that. Yes, yeah, it's, it's and over. And now
1: we know everything. We know what kind of dog food they use. Yes. We know what type of cheese brand they buy. Everything. Do you think that we can, and by we, I mean the general public, do you think that we'll recover from that? Do you think that sure. celebrity will swing back around and be in its same way? Yeah. Or do you think that it's done for? No. Why it's, not? It's
2: not because you have people like Beyonce who – maintains her level of secrecy and takes her celebrity to a, right. to a level that we have not seen in current years so if we have people doing that and we have people still modeling and following we're always going to have a couple and few celebrities that so maintain modeling that lore. and
1: following beyonce in that rank? i don't
2: think we have seen it yet because it's just like because
1: it doesn't work it because does here's, well, no i'm not saying it. when i say it doesn't work this is what i'm saying You cannot be a new or a relatively new artist and be that absent. You have to be in the forefront of the consumer's or the audience's mind in this era or else they will forget and move on. I will give you a current example, right? Ice Spice is still popular, right? She's still out there doing her thing. You're laughing, but she moved a lot of pop units, right? I'm and laughing of course at something else. It's superficial, but Sexy Red seems to have stolen a lot of Ice Spice's thunder. And to me, in theory, they both should be and of course they do coexist and exist. But I just think it's interesting whereas three or four months ago, Ice Spice was everywhere. She was on everybody's remix. Everybody wanted to work with her. Everybody wanted to be seen with her. And now we see sexy red everywhere, same path. And and I feel like that is also why it's hard to maintain or it will be in this same form or fashion or for someone to do a Beyonce. Because you have to put yourself out there to remain relevant for people to get the attachment, for them to feel like they can relate to you. And then when you suddenly draw back, they're gonna there's no loyalty to artists except for B and Taylor Swift really, you know, a barb.
2: Um, I I think that people are so obsessed that they're gonna find a way and they're gonna start stalking and, and doing these crazy things, you know. So I think that it can be done if people do it the right way. There's you can always get somebody to pay attention to your allure and mystique. Being mystique and, and it still works. It still works.
1: Okay. You don't think so? I you haven't given me an example of Because current... no
2: one is doing it. They don't they don't know to do it.
1: They, they, what do you mean they don't know to do? It? If it still works, and we just said that Beyonce but they is don't, the blueprint, but they don't know to Kerry do that. Carrie Washington is another one who keeps her personal life very, very private. But they see so you, know, so
2: you. You know all the ones to name.
1: Right, but but my point is that I'm not saying that it's not possible for and that there aren't some stars celebrities that have that but I think it is very difficult for someone who is building a career at this time to hold that balance because I think that the audience is so fickle and they forget and they're used to being That's why I was laughing. Oh, they're used to being um you know overstimulated so
2: Every time I see this, every time I hear that girl's name or somebody think, say Ice Spice, I always see this picture in my head.
1: So, I mean, I don't know. I just, you know, listen. I, d- I just think that it is an interesting time as far as celebrity goes and what constitutes a celebrity. Just
2: take it back to the old school. You can always win that way. Because, you know, it, th- my thing is this. This digital mess is gonna is gonna break at some point. You keep saying that you think we're the going to have break. to default to something, and we're going to have to default to the analog system because that's the only thing that is going to back back it up.
1: I mean, but is it there and can handle it? Sure. Yeah.
2: The, pe- let me tell you something. In a store right now, in the middle of USA, some somebody in their drawer still got that. Ch-ch- for the credit card machine, <laughs> okay, that piece of paper and Wait, that.
1: Here's the thing: they can't use that anymore because credit cards don't have the raised numbers on them anymore. That's true. So, see, they can have it all they want to, but it's non-functional. They've basically been eradicated. Urban Spinster says, "What's the pop artist that wears the big wigs over her face?" Sia. That's who you're talking about. Um, And even she got exposed by somebody. And here's the thing. Sia is popular. And there are moments when uh, obviously she's huge, huge. But she's out of the news cycle. Could Sia launch a product line? Because you have to be multifaceted as an entertainer in this era. It's hard to just lock in on one thing and ride that all the way out at this time. So I don't know. An interesting thing. When we come forward, we're going to get into our Tubi movies, our favorites. Um, You know, I want to talk about Cinnamon again because I really enjoyed that. And there's a couple others like for giggles. And, of course, we'll get into your suggestions for next week. And we also have the star of a Tubi series coming in. Well, I think they're calling in, actually, next week. And, um... You know, a producer of another because it's Wednesday and that's what we do. All of that and more. You are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580.
2: Now back to more captivating conversation on RSVP with Jill Monroe.
1: You are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. And it is, of course, the after hours. So usually we do our 2B movie reviews in this section but um I think I forgot the movie that we assigned for this week.
2: I don't think we assigned one.
1: Oh we didn't. Okay. We
2: couldn't we couldn't figure it out.
1: We couldn't figure it out. I know there's a list. We might need to replenish our list, but I thought that this would be a good opportunity to revisit some of the ones that we have taken a look back and sort of give them, you know, popcorn boxes.
2: Yes. Um so God, God forgives but I don't.
1: Oh, God forgives but I don't.
2: That was an interesting one. Do that- we we talked about that one. We did. We did. Yeah.
1: Um, who was starting in that one?
2: I don't remember. Was,
1: that's not the one with Claudia Jordan, right? That no. was Claudia Jordan. Was he played me? He played me. Okay, right. But I only saw he played me part one. I didn't get to the revenge. Oh, I needed to see two. So I, I, I saw. I
2: saw the both of them. Um, that second one was a dozy
1: hmm okay we might have to revisit that yeah, um we mentioned to talk cinnamon about yes cinnamon is part of an initiative with tubi to highlight and feature more black cinema so that one had a probably a higher budget than the average and tubi a video. lot
2: of advertisement on twitter um, it did and i and i love that um the director's name is brian keith montgomery jr um I think this was his first movie, his directorial debut. Oh, really? Um really? If, if I'm not mistaken, his first you know, major I film. like the twist in it. It had yeah. Damon
1: Wayans Jr. in it, Pam Greer, Haley Kilgore, who stars as Jukebox on Raising Kanan.
2: And I think he actually got um, Best Narrative Feature at ABFF this year. Okay. Maybe Best Director, too. We, I got to gotta look. But that that was a good movie. It was. Um, I really feel like i think i've said this before but i really feel like um he's from la because there was a a a name of a teacher a math teacher specifically that i had in high school at hamilton that i did research and i was like this person he actually his name is mr vriesman very not common name very specific and it stuck out to me because he was my geometry teacher at hamilton But what I really, um, what I research is that he left Hamilton the a couple years after I started, and went to Laces to teach. So I'm thinking that um, Brian, the filmmaker, probably went to either Laces or Hamilton. Now I need to find out.
1: Of course, we got to get into that because you know L.A. natives love to point out when other dope people are, you know. And overall, it was it was
2: a it was a really really great film. love the plot it was a good time yeah and it
1: definitely gave you
2: four popcorn boxes
1: four popcorn boxes sure out of five yeah okay i can get with that I, one thing i did appreciate is it definitely gave you the vibe kind of i i got what it was going for sort of the you know 70s black exploitation but with a twist updated there are a it lot of
2: plot twists and yes. i loved every single one of them so like, oh didn't see that one come oh did,
1: ooh, okay didn't see that coming and Damon, and Damon Wayans is always funny.
2: He is hilarious, and I think I said this before, but he gave me Morris Day pimp vibes in this movie. Like
1: that's what you thought his th- inspiration the accent, was.
2: The freckles, like, were highlighted, and it's not something that we. So I'm like, okay, is this? He's channeling his Morris Day on 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 this.
1: Um, Urban spinster wants to make sure that we point out it's Damon Wayans Senior. Yes, and it is yes Senior. Although Senior and Junior have a show. Well, it's held up now probably because of the strike. Though.
2: Junior is very nice. I met him um, outside of Smart, Funny, and Black one night.
1: They have a show coming up on, I believe it's CBS, hmm. um, with the two of them together. So be interesting to see father and son work together.
2: And shout out to Urban Spencer. She actually um, tagged us in uh, something about cinnamon, and the director commented and responded to it so it kind of um put us on the radar so i'm definitely going to send this clip to him tonight and definitely invite him on the show so we can talk about cinnamon more
1: i like that yeah shout out to you shout out to urban spinster keeping it hot so listen we've been talking about a lot of trending topics and headlines we discussed celebrity whether or not mtv is still relevant it's not Mm-mm. um no shade no tea i just think that
2: it stopped being relevant when carson Daly stopped doing trl
1: uh wow so we're talking 2005 yes you so let me ask you you don't count the years where ridiculous redunculate whatever did all of that work when carson
2: Daly left trl <laughs> you're
1: like i'm saying that again. was
2: the end of the era
1: all right, fair, fair. And
2: Andy says yes; he agrees. <laughs>
1: um, so I also wanted to let you guys know. Oh, Andy, go ahead. What were you gonna say?
0: No, I was just gonna uh, co-sign my brother Trent, but I also was gonna add that uh, same thing for BET and One Hundred Six in part.
1: I mean, very that's very true. true. When I mean they, I mean I know that there were some moments when Bow Wow and Keisha Shante or whoever else bow wow was hosting with i think he hosted with angela simmons a couple of times in my opinion things of that nature yeah, and, and t,
2: you know um 106th in park but i think B T really their decline for me was when they took out the nightly news when they took out the news shows
1: Mm-mm. and let me tell you why i said for me okay okay because i was into news and but here's know. the thing I, i'm gonna and i say this often there was whatever the 90s news show was that they had. I think it was with Ed Some Ed, was Ed, it with Gordon. Ed Gordon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At night, right? Then they had TJ Holmes' Don't Sleep. You guys didn't watch it. You guys Bro. didn't watch it, right? They had Robin Thede with The Rundown. You guys didn't watch well,
2: it. Well, because we were used to seeing guys, Jackie Reed I, and-
1: but, but things change. The regular yes. news, the anchors change. And, and here's my thing, too. And sorry to interrupt. Oh, that's good. Good. But if you want to examine topics and headlines, you want to stay in the mix with that, I feel like you watch. And if you aren't in tune with the anchor, then maybe you voice those thoughts. But you pay attention to the subject matter and you show that the subject matter matters to you. And I will always come back to this because I would look at those ratings. I would see what tracked. I would see how the things work. And at least at that time, and it kind of continues to be so, sometimes we are unserious people when we say that we want things of substance and certain types of program, and it's put out there for us, and people do not follow through and vote with their views so that you can continue to get that type of programming. Nobody's saying that we have to do away with all of the other stuff because, hey, I like a little junk. I like a little drama occasionally. That stuff is fun sometimes, yes. but it can't be all the time. And there has to be a balance. And I feel like people do a lot of lip service about real issues, issues of substance, but they don't really pay attention and get into them and research them and watch them when they are presented to them. Just my thoughts.
2: And all those things are true.
1: Um. So... September fourth, a Discovery Plus documentary debuted. Don't know if you guys have checked it out, but it chronicles the case between Megan the Stallion and Tory Lane's. Wow. It's titled Megan the Stallion versus Tory Lane's five shots there are two episodes in the series it came on the heels of him being sentenced to that 10-year prison term we know that he has gotten married maybe for conjugal visits maybe to be able to stay into the country after he's released who really knows maybe it's real love but the documentary is out on discovery plus So check that out. The first installment tells basically Meg's side of the story. It has interviews with the deputy DA, Alexander Bott, um, YouTuber Armand Wiggins, Taylor Crumpton, who's a journalist, Kimberly Mitchell, and more. And the second half has interviews with Michael McCrudden, who is Tory Lane's first manager and Freddie Fame and, you know, court reporter, Megan the Reporter, Megan Kniff. So check that out if you're interested you want more details in that and um you know i still owe you guys a report on oj on it is what it is oh my god and you i'm know, gonna I, give that to i you. love oj simpson do you love him or I, are you intrigued by him i absolutely
2: unequivocally love oj simpson
1: you know you're gonna have to explain that can you explain that in 35 seconds
2: Yes I can and okay. I'll keep it very simple He is the biggest troll that the black community Has ever seen And he still continues to troll to this day And he has fun doing it
1: Alright hello world yes. It's me Oh, it's,
2: it's, no, it's yours. Truly. Oh, hello, world. It's, it's me. yours. Truly It's yours. Truly. O.J. Simpson. OJ Simpson. Yes. yes. Shout out to Arnell. Love it.
1: I love Arnell Simpson. Uh-huh. I do love Arnell Simpson.
2: Absolutely.
1: Well, tomorrow we will have an interview with Sally Richardson Whitfield, the director and executive producer of Winning Time. Of course, more trending topics and headlines. Thank you, of course, VIPs for locking in with us. Shout out to Trent the Artist. Make sure you follow him at Trent the Artist on everything. Hit me up at Stiletto Jill. Thank you for rocking with us. When we come forward, you will have the best of KBLA. Enjoy the rest of your night. And thank you for riding with a VIP. RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580.